Hello, party people out there. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And we're talking good music. <laughs> for good the next bastards. <laughs> for, for apparently the whole summer. They're dictating our entire uh, plan here. They'll be releasing albums every week. Seven song albums by every artist known to man. And y'all say y'all don't care, but y'all care. Yeah, everybody care. Look, Kanye, Kanye was number one this week. Y'all care. All, y'all, the, all, all the songs are on the top ten. Y'all say y'all boycotting. Y'all, y'all, y'all listening. Y'all out there, y'all secret Kanye listeners. You know, your parents are asleep. You're sneaking up to the roof. You know? A little doobie. It's like, <laughs> Wireless headphones. Letting that Kanye play. Y'all want y'all want this. Y'all want this. So now we're here. Uh so it's been it's been like uh you know, we had life happen. Uh so it's been a little bit of a delay for us talking about the Kanye album. Yay. Oh, we're a little bit too early for the Kid Cudi album. The or are we a little bit too early for the Kid Cudi album? Yeah. We're way early for Tiana Taylor. Way. <laughs> <laughs> She's still coming out. I feel bad for her. <laughs> I mean, hopefully she'll catch the wave, but uh, and Nas next week. So, Nas gonna yeah, be interesting, yeah. yeah. He's, he's been totally peopleless actually. Yeah, mad quiet. He's been like on some land trying to get like X out like the rest of y'all. Mad quiet. <laughs> but let's talk about Kanye. Uh, so Ye dropped last week, number one album in the country. Um, I'm still processing like the whole album. Yeah. But like one of the things I, I can say off the top of my head. It is the worst Kanye album of um, its discography. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I don't like, think there's any leap, and and, and it's interesting because that's not to say it's awful. No, it's not because it's weird. It's not because uh, I remember I read the Pitchfork review, and the Pitchfork review was was really like kind of like this sucks, but still they managed to give it a seven point one. Which, in pin, as far as Pitch was concerned, that's a, a spectacular score. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting. So it's definitely the worst one out of his whole discography. But there's still some things there. Like it's not like it's not it's not it's not like like it's like you know a, a sh- it's not like little little Wayne Rebirth basically <laughs> like his rock album. It's not like total trash. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's weird because I think what's frustrating about the album is that like I hear a lot of things I loved about Kanye, but a little bit worse. Yeah. 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 And, and I think you know to be quite honest. You know, Kanye's been talking about how, you know, he's bipolar and this is like a really, uh, really deep thing, theme in the, in the album. And I feel like it's very evident in the production. The production feels very skittish to me. Yes. Like the whole concept feels a bit skittish to me. Um, and I guess, you know, Kanye apparently had an album that was coming, going to come out. Um, and then he scrapped it once the whole Trump controversy happened and he re-recorded everything. Um, and, and you can tell, you know, it, it's just something that's a bit off about it. Um, it's a bit kind of perplexing to me. But, um, you know, the more I listen to it, the more I, I tend to enjoy it. Like, I, I think the first listen for me was like I had way too much bias. <laughs> It was like a hate listen. He, he, he was still, he was still on the fields. <laughs> it's like I'll do it, but I'll hate it every way. You're taking out the trash, something you had to do. <laughs> it's like we're supposed to be doing boycotting like like Starbucks, right? But I, you know, I got a gift card, dude, so I gotta like sneak in the back. I gotta write this out. I ain't throwing away money. That's all I felt. Like you know, like I still, I'm supposed to be boycotting this, but you know, I'm gonna try it. I'm the answer is not die for me to lose. <laughs> Two hundred dollars in credit, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I I think it's like one of those. Uh, it felt cohesive, but it didn't you know when I listened to let's say Daytona or even like the the Kikuti album, like this album just felt like it was missing something to me. Yeah, it it felt like a weird Kanye like greatest hits kind of where a lot of the songs you could point towards like oh this song's a little more Yeezusy, yeah, this song is a little yeah. more you know. This is like his My Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh, the Char- Charlie Wilson, you know, like like all these kind of like callbacks to his old albums, except done not as great. Yeah. And what's interesting is because like you pointed out the scrapped album, I would have loved to hear the scrapped album because I think this one was, it sounds like to me, 
And I, I, and obviously, you know, everybody's got their own issues, their own demons, you know, R.I.P. Anthony Bourdain. But it seems to me like he kind of cobbled this together on some like, hey, I'm going to give you more scars. I'm trying to explain to you where I'm coming from. Mm. And I think it's weird. I think he tried to make it a more honest work. But I think as a result, it ends up being almost dishonest. Like I would have liked to see what he would would have dropped beside, you know, like the a regular Kanye. What's how's regular regular Kanye in 2018? What kind of music is he making? As opposed to like defensive Kanye, yeah. he's got to have the apology song to to you know Kim Kardashian for you know the slavery comment or yeah. talking about like you know like he's bipolar and having this whole weird things. Again, I think there's space for that, but like you said, it, it sounds cobbled together because he was on some like oh shit, I fucked up. How do I kind of fix this? Yeah. Well, I'll try to explain what's happening in my life and put out an honest album per se, but just by the nature of, I guess, Kanye, the way he works, it just sounds like, you know, things things come at you from just crazy directions and not in a good way. Yeah. Like, uh, what I love is the first song, um, I Thought About Killing You. Yeah. And we could discuss about the lyrics per se, but I thought it was, I thought it, I liked the song. I thought it was a brave song. It was dark. Oh, yeah. You know, talked about suicide. And then, and then you have this little sample that kind of goes in there, and it kind of builds, it builds, it builds, and then suddenly this generic trap beat comes on, which is not bad per se, but yeah. it's weird because it's like you have two totally different songs, kind of where you've got this regular, like this this honest, like you know, mental illness track, and all of a sudden it's just like you know, regular turn up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm all yeah. in it, easiest era kind of track. So it's just like, what? Why did we? And you know, those two songs are good, but they. They don't. They aren't the same song. Yeah. It's not a beat switch. You just kind of splice two songs together, and we're like, all right, this kind of works. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know, there's a way that Kanye might have been able to get away with that. You know, if he kind of uses you know this bipolarness to that band to say, oh well, this is like one side of me, and this is the turn up side of me. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's there's so many different themes on this album. You know, like like one track he's talking about. How he is, uh, you know, can back strippers and, you know, like, like kind of talking about like women almost in a derogatory way, like he did back in the day. And now he's kind of talking about, oh, I have a daughter, so now I'm a feminist. Yeah. And it's, it's very weird, you know. And again, he could play that up as a duality, as a bipolarness, as a, you know, um, this is two sides of my identity. Uh, and even not even saying like bipolar. I mean, just saying like, yo, this is how I kind of wa- was. This is who, I, who I, I have to be now. Almost like a Jay-Z 444. Yeah. And I think that wasn't molded correctly. I, I feel like that, that concept was kind of lost. I think you nailed it. It's like it's like Jay Z four four four, where it's like here, here are all my cuts. His I am, and it's interesting because he's somebody who's always kind of played for his flawed. Whereas it's like he's it's like he's never hit his hypocrisy. So it's kind of interesting. But you like you said how it's like his the Jay Z because this is his four four four, where it's like oh yeah, let me kind of show you what's happening. You know this next level where I've kind of told you about you know my struggles with infidelity and my struggles with being like you know this guy who wants to be very famous, but I'm also the guy you know the the Louis Vuitton Don and. Now he's kind of like going into like the deeper mental illness stuff, but it's just like like you said, it's mosh posh. Where it's like, all right, we're we're here now. We're here. Yeah. We're talking about how you can fuck anybody and anybody want to fuck Kanye. Now it's like, oh my bad to my wife for fucking up. You know, you stuck you stuck by me when I was trying to ruin our fucking empire by <laughs> coming off as a huge racist. So it's weird. There's no like cohesive line. And the thing is, going back to what makes it interesting is you could even almost say that he did schizophrenia better on Life of Pablo, which was a schizophrenic ass album. Yeah. And shit came in crazy. Like he literally basically took Designer, which was basically an underground rap record, and put it in the middle of his album as if it was a fucking mixtape out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. So there's a lot of crazy ideas there where it was executed much better in that album. Yeah. So even here is there's no like like real like and that's the thing where I kinda of said it's like it sounds like the same Kanye. Even a lot of those themes, like uh like male female relationships and misogyny and and things like that, he's kinda of touched on in the past and I think they were stronger works than he did before. Yeah. Like there's 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 no new besides the fact that He's quote unquote bipolar, and I don't want to actually take away the quotes. I don't be that mean, but besides the fact you talk about mental illness, is a very surface kind of level way of doing it. He's not really, you know, that the only time he kind of touches is that first song we talked about his suicidal thoughts is great, yeah. but then immediately we go into that trap song where it's all turned up, and next one is like you know it's my superpower and he's screaming like a crazy person. There's not like a real like there's no. For somebody who made his bones kind of reflecting in on the hypocrisy of being, you know, 
of a human in general, like you know, your gold digger versus your, you know, Ye- Yeezy made you versus this. There's a whole lot of themes he's kind of played with, and it seems very slapdash. Like, oh shit, I fucked up. Yeah. Let me get something together that you know to plead to kind of semi took my plead my case when I'm not really pleading my case because I just kind of I know I can't plead my case. <laughs> yeah, like you know, yeah. I mentioned the I mentioned the slavery thing, but I can't go too much in because I'm still. On that Trump cocaine, and I ain't trying to fuck up my money anymore. You know, it has been fucked up. He's, he's still sleeping on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of interesting, too. I mean, you know, I, I thought the whole, um, you know, the lines about Kim Kardashian, like, you know, kind of going at him after that. I thought that was, that was cool. I thought that was poignant. Like, yeah. I thought, you know, like Kanye's like a person who we don't know too much about his, like, personal life. And it's a crazy ass life. Like I would love to know, like not not the keeping of, up of the Kardashians version, but like a real ass yo, like the kids Jay Z forty forty. Like I would love to know what's going on in his actual mind, like that kind of inner workings, you know? Yeah. Like like what 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 did it feel like for him to have drop out of the tour and basically check himself in? You yeah. know, like yeah. these are great stories I think uh, that need to be told, particularly from a hip hop perspective. And he took kind of the easy way out, or it yeah. kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing too is like the you know the production I thought was just uh, again it was like very skittish um, compared to it's like Daytona which dropped a week earlier which had probably the most cohesive production uh, I think that Kanye's probably ever done in terms of like making it sound you know in a, in a way that that maybe you know um, I guess benefits the artists. Um, it kind of creates this theme. It kind of creates this dark world to push your tea. Whereas this, it's like I can't, I couldn't grasp kind of where he was going with a lot of these tracks. Um, and, and even you know we're, we're going to talk about Kid Cudi. I thought the Kid Cudi album um, that kind of complimented compliment him as well. And I think, yeah, I, I don't know, you know, if this is by design, but like you know, production wise, I was I was kind of like really uh, left wanting more. Yeah, um, and, and that's to say it's not a bad. I still think it's a greatly produced album. Like, like I would take any of those beats any given day. Is this for somebody who where his he was known as a producer? That's where he shines. It's weird, and like you said, for where he had Daytona, where it's just like this perfect oral stark landscape, perfectly produced. Yeah. This is just like, all right, these beats are hot. Put them together. Let me rap some shit about you know. You know, slavery and, and the Trump shit and try to explain it away. And, you know, about my girls who love them and some regular dance shit. And we have an album. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, are, were you timing us? Yes, I am timing. Because we, we promised ourselves we were not going to go. We were not going to give Kanye all our time. <laughs> and right now, it was only give or take a little, a little bit under 15, but it's acceptable. Yeah. We, we could put put the ye to bed. <laughs> <laughs> And move on uh, yeah. to an album I think we both agree is a much better showcase of his talents, Kids See Ghosts. Kids See Ghosts, uh, which is actually, <laughs> you know, so funny. Like, I don't know any of the track listings for this album because... Oh, yeah. They were on their Ghostface, like, 90s bootleg CD version. Uh, yeah. We don't know which is the right one. So, apparently, the wrong one, the track list got update, uploaded to Apple Music in, in Spotify, and the right track list was on the bootleg that I, I downloaded this morning. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's vice versa. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's choose your own track list. <laughs> maybe this one features Ty Dolla Sign. Maybe this one doesn't. You choose. I, and and that's, a, that's a funny thing. Like, like, that's actually the coolest thing going back to Life of Pablo. It's like, like there's five different versions of Life of Pablo out there that like, you know, I have like, you know, a version that didn't have this song. Uh, you might have a different version, like like your cousin might have a different version. <laughs> um, and actually, it was kind of cool because, like, again, like you have this music that just kind of might mean different things to, to different people. Um, this, I think, somebody just fucked up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and it's weird because it's such a it's such a blatant ass fuck up because like if you go into Genius, they've got a hope, they've got credits, they've got everything there. So it's like, how did they get it all together here? But somebody was, you know, save, literally typing, you know, save as, fucked it all up. <laughs> like that one, you know. Well, see, I think that's a problem. So I, I, was, I was telling you, Reg, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll share this story. I, I won't like dox anybody, but I, I was, I met somebody who, from Universal Def Jam. And apparently, you know, like, you know, Kanye and crew have this thing where they literally changed 
everything till the last minute. Um, and you know, when you have to get these things up to, to these services, you have to make sure that the credits are correct. The writing credits are correct. The titles are correct. Like, you know, the, the, the sources are, are like the samples are correct. The samples are cleared. Like all, I think number one, shout out to like all the hard working men and women <laughs> who do that shit. Yes. Underappreciated. Except you sample clearers. <laughs> Y'all snitches. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but you know all that to say um you know like i it, it's kind of crazy and with that kind of uh snafu this album is actually it's it's a really decent cutty album yeah um you know it, it, i don't think it does anything that's super groundbreaking um if you follow cutty's like musical path um you know there's a couple of tracks that have more of an indie rock feel there's a couple of, like more um I guess, you know, like more cutty hip hop tracks. Um, I thought everything was blended well. Um, I thought, you know, I, there's, it was kind of interesting because I, I thought like there's a maybe 52 to 53% Kanye yeah. <laughs> versus Cuddy, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, I guess there's is a double album, but. Um, that first song with Pusha T, it felt like there's almost no Cuddy because it yeah. felt like it's Pusha T. And then Kanye kind of comes in screaming, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I I, I thought uh, that was kind of interesting in terms of you know like how the 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 res- the vocal resources were divvied up. Um, but you know, I thought I thought it was solid. You know, I I thought I thought you know it was probably more cohesive than Cuddy's earlier work because I think Cuddy has this vision of trying to be this hip hop rock star, but I don't think people have been able to kind of get that vision and kind of like lock it down um it's i think that's a, i feel like cuddy like the man on the moon and the thing is i'm not a big cuddy fan at all like 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 i understand why cuddy is great i feel like you may make the argument a lot of his stuff was overly long but i always feel like cuddy had a good sense of what cuddy was yeah and, and so that's why it's it's i i think like i won't say this is like it's weird because the thing is, I'm not a huge Cuddy fan, but I, but he, I felt like more often than not, like he had little small things at that rock album, which was actually Speed and Bullet to Heaven. Yeah, which is better than it deserved to be. Yeah, but it wasn't great. It wasn't great. It's it, like again, it, it was no Lil Wayne Rebirth. No, I mean it, it, it didn't deserve all the shit that he got. Yeah, like it was. Know? Yeah, it it was. He did it better than a lot of. A lot of rappers are like, I'm going to do a rock album. It was actually, like, I won't say good, but definitely, like, if he didn't have his name on it, if it was just a regular dude off the street, you'd be like, this is all right. Like, yeah. he wouldn't be offended. It's just, it wasn't on the cutty level. So, like, I actually do think that, like, this album is good. I do think he's got, like, like he's got, he's got, he's got a decent discography overall, if you like what he does. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And he has a fan base. Yeah. Like, he, he, you know, he's one of those dudes who... And what, this is one of the things I realized about Cuddy is that, you know, and you know, I'm, I'm just in the same boat. I, I couldn't say like I'm a huge Cuddy fan. Um, you know, I met him. He's a really cool dude in person, but I'm like not like a stan like that. But yeah, stands. Like I remember writing something that, like you know negative about Kid Cuddy and people going at my throat. You know? <laughs> but I realized he's one of the first like rappers to kind of talk about depression and you know kind of talk about. You know, some of like the lows of being a rapper or the lows of just being a black dude in general. Yeah. The original Uh, emo rapper, man. Yeah. 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 Who kind of opened up, you know, uh, Kanye talking about, you know, bipolar. Yeah. Being bipolar, you know. Um, So I understand like where his place is uh, in society. Um, You know, I thought the album itself was just, like I said, like there's, there's tracks here. (laughs) <laughs> that I don't know the name of that I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll press repeat, repeat and there's some tracks I'm just like okay you know but um, you know like I said I, I, I think I didn't know what to expect with this album I thought it was going to you know after after Yay I thought it was going to be a bit of a disappointment and it wasn't um, which uh, you know again I, I, I think it, it served like I think at least Kanye knew Maybe not for his own stuff, but for like you know Pusha T and Cuddy, like how to kind of complement their strengths. Yeah, no, it's what I liked about this album was that I won't say it's rock per se, but like that free song. Yeah, like that. Like I like that little those guitars there, and I like how it got a little psychedelic towards the end. Yeah, I like the Kirk Cobain like 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 um acoustic guitar like loops. Yeah. Like like it's and it's weird because I was gonna going back to Kid Cuddy's rock album, which wasn't that bad. I like it's interesting how like. Kanye made the rock stuff 
like like he succeeded in that rock stuff with this album where Cuddy failed with a pure rock album in, in his own album. Yeah. I think it's also showcases between, like you said, how Kanye kind of might have dropped the ball on his, but at least maybe being externally, he's able to look at Pusha, look at Cuddy and say, all right, Pusha, you just need these like sparse, like slow down, old school um, soul beats. Cuddy will give you a little something more avant-garde, a little more rock and roll. Like the song I like a lot, which I thought was really great, was uh, the one of Mo Steph. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. got that little weird, like almost synthy African beat to it, where it's like a yeah. little synth line, and everything else. And I was like, oh shit, that's, this is a really dope, like produced song. Like it's very subtle, but it's very dope produced. So to have like Mo Steph wilding on it and Cuddy, it's just, it's a really great song. And the thing is, I think also what's important here is going back to my going back going back fifty minutes ago to Kanye, that what. It's a, it's, this album, I think, is a better effective showcase of Kanye because it's Kanye not really trying to be like, oh, and, and, and apparently because I was reading something, like he might have dropped a bar about the slavery comment, but mm. for the most part, it's just regular old Kanye, which yeah. is, you know, take it or leave it. There's, there's no memorable lines here by him, no. but there's no clunkers like there are, they were plenty in Ye where he's trying to kind of work his way out of a corner. Yeah. Here, he's just kind of having fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And then... I'm trying to think if is it is it now it's called Ghost Town or is it free? <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> um, but I thought that, I, I thought it was cool. Like you know, like uh, you had like you know, I, I thought like the 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 use of the the um, the collaborators was very interesting. Like you had like Ty Dolla Sign singing with a choir. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I think of Ty Dolla Sign. <laughs> I think of Christianity, <laughs> piousness, and gospel choir. You know, uh, you know, my, my boy Mr. Hudson comes back. Mr. Hudson comes back. <laughs> but, you know, but but then, Andre Three Thousand produced a track. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's so subtle. Like you know, they're they're just singing like subtle hooks. It's it's so like gently used, which I thought was very interesting. Gently used, good, good, good. Bro. Yeah, very, very gently. I like that one. I'm gonna follow that one. Gently used. Yeah, it's, it's not in your face. It's, it's it works well from the mix. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which I thought was 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 kind of interesting. You know, I, I again like if I was Universal Def Jam, I want like a trap track, a tight dollar sign. You know, out there, the stripper song, <laughs> the stripper song for the club. It's like all right, sample the dollars flying. <laughs> Simple at the top flying against the hardwood floor. Yes. We'll have that. We'll make, yeah. make that the snare. You know, and it's like, no, Kanye's like, I'm going to have him sing auto-tuned, like, backup vocals with a choir. <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I thought that was, like, the most interesting thing. It's just kind of how, like, maybe, like, subtle and subdued the whole album was. Um, and I think, again, like, that's going back to Kanye's, like, you know, cohesion. He's like, you Cuddy, you're this guy. Here are all the beats that I think you will like. And I don't care if you don't like them. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it was cool. It was cool. Like, it's actually making me look forward to the Nas album that's coming. Because I, I feel like if, if he's tailoring his production to the artist, then, you know, the Nas album, knock on wood, it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. You know, um, just because of, of his production choices in his career. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the Cuddy. Yeah, I, no, I'm, it's I'm a solid. It's, and I think it's the only, and I think the only flaw to the Cuddy, going back to your point, is the fact that I wish there was more Cuddy. Like, it, it seems that he's kind of like, you know, relegated to kind of the back. Yeah. And then so I wish it was a little more, because, you know, he's, he's the greatest hook hum singer in the world. You know, mm-hmm. I want to hear more of the, the Cuddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's something where I think I, I would love to hear a Cuddy fan's perspective actually yeah to kind of see how they feel just because like I said I feel like he got a little drowned out but maybe you know it, it works well for for what he was doing in the past it works well for that kind of same time frame yeah 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 definitely definitely yeah. uh cool mm-hmm. uh so yeah uh thank you you got to your good music fix that's it that's it until next week <laughs> 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 there is a imagine not imagine like Kanye has bars on the Nas album. We have to talk about Kanye again for another fucking week. Jesus fucking Christ! He's he's booked a whole month. Uh, it's the whole me. month of June. Uh, oh, but by the way, no more beef. Apparently, Push T officially said. Yeah, it. so let's talk about this. Yeah, like I I'm actually 
I don't know how I feel about this. It was very, very. It was wordly worded very weirdly. It wasn't like, oh, we're cool. It was. It was like people were speaking, <laughs> and things were said, and then our, our 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 lawyers met and said it. It was very vague. It wasn't like pushing like, oh, we're not beefing anymore. It was very much like meetings were had, and we are now. <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, because uh, who was it? Somebody said that Drake apparently has had a track in the chamber that was going to destroy Push's career. Nope, 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 nobody knew. You know, which again, like the only thing I can think that can destroy Push's career is just like you know, uh, basically calling the DA <laughs> <laughs> and getting him arrested. <laughs> That'd be so awesome though. The video comes out, it's just old clips of him selling cocaine during fucking one of his tours. Oh, that'd be fucking fantastic. You know, that like, would be awesome. And maybe that's going to happen because I, I feel like it had to be something extreme to the point where like lawyers were getting involved. And I guess was it was it who was it was it Jay Prince or like somebody told Jay Drake, Prince. Jay, Jay Prince like, apparently made made the as he put it the OG phone call <laughs> and edited it and it kind of makes sense just because Jay Prince has an investment in Drake's career because he kind of helped find him. I think he still gets points. He might even executive produce something in the past. I feel like, yeah. like in the early albums he might have got like a credit as far as that's concerned. Um, I don't know if I believe it though. I think it's because they were like, oh, he had something that would have destroyed Connie and Pusher. Well, first, I mean. Not to be funny, whatever dirt you have on Kanye, you can't really ether Kanye because Kanye's been ethering himself for the past month. <laughs> like, my man's got the MAGA hat, slavery was a choice. Like, I would be almost entertained to see how, how much worse can get for him. <laughs> and on the pusher side, it's just like, I think that there was so much damage to kind of happen to Drake, there's not much good that kind of came with it. I think it was more of a safe face move, yeah. where it's like, oh, we still had shit. But, you know, obviously at a certain point in time, it makes sense just because, you know, even I would have loved to see the back and forth. You know, it's it's Pusha's fault. Pusha went, you gotta, you know, it's like you, you gotta play around the ring a little bit. You can't just go for the, you know, you no. gotta do the little the little Mayweather dance around, you know what I'm saying? You just can't go immediately fucking straight, like, you know, knock out Tyson. It, it's just, that was that was rough, man. Maybe you should have saved the, you know, no, son, like you should have saved that picture for like the next song, maybe. Nah, you know, nah, you gotta go in for the kill. You know, so maybe maybe drop a, a hint about the baby this 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 round. The next time you know, come out there, you know, you have the baby out there in Toys R Us. You know what I'm saying? You gotta go in for the kill, man. Like no, no, I, I think push push it push it did his job. You know, um, to go to go Charlamagne push a Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I think like. It's it's actually kind of interesting because I feel like once the beef was done, it just like disappeared. Like people were just like, okay, and like, <laughs> which is it's, good. It's a weird, you know. And, and I'm, you know, I don't know if Drake is still going to drop his album on the twenty second or, or or whatnot, but like, it's a weird. Like, I feel like Drake got off easy. Yeah, I, I think it's because it's at the same time. And it, it sucks to a certain extent because I can understand how, like, Dre probably takes it extremely personally because he's the pettiest person on the planet. And who else would be mad if your child got exposed oh, that yeah, way? Drake is but, really in his fields right yeah. now. But at the same time, you know, Drake is still a man who, you know, who who makes millions and millions and millions of dollars easily. He's got a tour coming up for Migos. Like, you know, at a certain point, he's beyond rap beef, which is, I think, why this was entertaining to a certain extent. Because it was kind of fun watching it and you were kind of far removed. Yeah. Um, as opposed to like the Takashi 6ix9ine slash Chief Keef stuff that's happening where, you know, if it, you know. That, that's a real rap beef. <laughs> yeah, that's a real rap beef that's, where, I mean, you know. Like real shots were fired. I think you hype BC to go out there, cop as many Takashi 6ix9ine t-shirts you can because I don't know if he's making it to 2019. <laughs> 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 it's going to be limited as shit. Put it on eBay. <laughs> <Woo. laughs> We're going to have R.I.P. Takashi 6ix9ine fucking songs. It's going to be great. Did, did, did you see the beef with um, what was it, Lil Uzi Vert and? Uh, oh, that was glorious. I mean, like th- that's like real beef. Yeah, Lil Uzi Vert and uh, Rich the Kid. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, uh. like I, I do have to say, like you know, us old heads talk about like, oh man, like to push it, like that was a real right bit. It's like no, like people are getting physically hurt in these streets. Yeah, no, and I, <laughs> and I think that's it. I think <laughs> it's about to be ni- 1996 in the SoundCloud rap community. Yeah. <laughs> we're all out there, we're all in the same gang. <laughs> Clams Casino beats and shit. <laughs> Little Yachty's holding hands. 
but, look, but it, I think, you know what it is? It's, it's also, I think, I think it's the fact of a lot of these kids kind of buy their own hype too. Like, I thought what was kind of fascinating, and I guess the good of hip hop was like Lil Pump. How Lil Pump and like J. Cole are best friends. Well, Lil Pump was just like, oh shit, you know, all the trap shit is fun. Let's go to, you know what I'm saying? Where it is like yeah. kind of, even though he makes immature music, there's a certain level of maturity there. And I think of a lot of these dudes, I think they kind of buy into their own hype, and that's where it kind of happens. Yeah. I think there's a certain extent of Drake and Pusha T where, you know, they've both been in the game. It's not a case of Tupac and Biggie where they were both young and in their 20s. In this case, you know, Pusha T's in his 40s. Drake's clearly in his 30s. Yeah. They've been in, they've been rapping for a while. He probably have between both of them, 30, maybe 35 years of rap experience between both of them, they kind of know how this kind of goes. So I think that's why the way the kind of beef happened, we knew that it was entertaining, but I think we didn't know it was going to go anywhere. Like you yeah. said, it was going to be on wax. Yeah. And I, I think that's what kind of disheartening where you have these younger kids where, you know, like it kind of sucks. Like fucking, like even if, you know, it's all for fake with, with Takashi 6 9 I actually do think it's that. Um, but like it kind of sucks where all that negativity is happening. Chief Keeper showing up to New York and his gunshots and things like that. It kind of sucks because you know these. It, it's 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 it should always be about the music at the end of the day. I know it kind of sounds a little bit like oh the old man, <laughs> the old you know we got to get along. But it's something where I think we all love hip hop because we love dope beats. And I think it's unfortunate where you know kill him on the mic, as they say. You know, it's not worth kind of going out there and shooting or having real beef. No, I feel you. And, and, that's, you. and that's what I like about Takashi 6 9 because on paper, I should like him. Like, like I do like that old school, onyx throwback, shouty, yeah. angry rap stuff over trap beats. I think it's fantastic. It's fantastic. But when, like, you know, he's got one song for, like, four or five YouTube videos swearing how hard he is, it's like, uh, I can't really ride it with it. And that's why I kind of want to actually hear those songs, even though a lot of them are actually really dope, like, you know, yeah. mosh pit, you know, type little John old school shit. Um, it's hard for me to get with it because he's just kind of such an idiot in my mind. Like, I can't, it's hard for me to separate the art from the music. And I think it's something where it would serve him better for him to just drop a dope-ass mixtape. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like Chief Keef I had issues with also... But um, I think it was Back from the Dead, that first mixtape of I Don't Like. Mm. That shit was hitting from beginning to end. Like, they yeah. dueled at 10 quality tracks. And, I, and, I, and I'm a music fan. I don't really care. You know, obviously the gossip is fun. You know, everything else, yada, yada, yada. I'm going to be like, I don't partake. I find it entertaining. But I think at the end of the day, I just want to hear dope tracks. And I think with, like, the, like, like if, you, if you all need to be on records, I hear dope tracks. To kind of take it to a personal level defeats the purpose. You know, you could do that. Why be a rapper then? Just go back to the, go back to the street, start hustling, and just start fighting other corner boys. You know what I'm saying? No, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. But, uh, yeah. And I think those beats are, are kind of interesting um, just because, yeah, it, it, it is, you know, you also have to realize that those are kids. And yeah. they feel like they have nothing to lose. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, like Pusha T and Drake, you know, are grown ass men. Yeah. Who have, you know, you know, Pusha T may not be as rich as Drake, but he's a president of good music. You know, like, like, you know, he wrote the, the I'm loving it jingle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they both have dollars that they, that they, that they uh, need to protect, you know. So um, I, it, it kind of sucks to me um, in terms of the fact that it... It sucks that we did it this because of a business decision as opposed to, you know, like them actually coming together and saying like, yo, like this was fun. Like, yo, yeah, grab some beers, let's grab some, you know, some slips and just like hang out. You yeah, know? I would love to hear like a black, remember black Republicans with Jay-Z and Nas. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear a track of this dumb. Because the thing is, remember, Drake was a was a was a Pusha T fan. Huge. Yeah. And so Huge. it, it would have been awesome to kind of see even if like, yeah, like you said, for it to be worked out. Mano mano, and not just like, all right, you know, we've got, you've got your album cycle coming out, we've got our album cycle coming out, you've, you know, we'll cross promotes, you know, a whole bunch of lawyers in the room probably, and Jay Prince kind of like, you know, <laughs> it's not really where, you know, that's not really hip hop. Yeah, 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 but I do, I do think, you know, even if like the beef is over, I think this now kind of casts a shadow over Drake. You know, I, I, I think, you know, look, I had the pleasure of hanging out with a 16-year-old last weekend who's like, I didn't know who Pusha T was until this beef started happening. <laughs> who is this young upcoming rapper named Pusha T? It's like, you know, you eventually become your parents. Like, who is, who is this, who is this fellow? <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean, I understand, you know, like, this is not going to really, like, you know, like we said last week, like, Drake has such a, a, a huge fan base. It's not really going to, like, you know, 
um, affects his money. I mean, it's going to take a hit to his money, but you know, he's not going to be poor. Yeah. You know, but I do think in terms of credibility, in terms of like his, his, you know, his image, he's taking a hit. And now, you know, even if the beef is done, he still has to climb back from that. I, I, I don't think he can. And I, I think that's the unfortunate thing about Drake is the fact of Drake is a rap fan. Like we kind of forget because, we, you know, Drake was a dude where, you know, he was backpacker as hell. He was somebody yeah. who he was somebody who was deep about this shit. He would have been a raucous dude, you know, years ago, a couple yeah. of years before he showed up. And I think that, you know, and, and I kind of get his point that when he was um, with his um, his counter towards uh, Pusha T, which I can't remember now. That's how that's how bad Pusha killed him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever that song was. But um, when he kind of mentioned where I was like, oh, I put quitting on. What I could kind of get where, you know, to a certain extent, if you've got you've got this huge project coming out and you've got these talented artists, you bring them on there and in the studio themselves. Like, who's, like one of my favorite rap moments of all time was the fact that on the older Dirty Bassett album, you had Ghostface said a verse and maybe five or six songs later, Old Dirty Bastard said the same exact verse word <laughs> for word. As if he did not have that same verse said, A, not by his boy, but B, on the same fucking album. Yeah. So there's always been a kind of a certain kind of give and take because it's hip hop. We all help each yeah. other out. And I think it's kind of unfortunate because with this happening, you could people are trying to make the argument, even after the Quentin thing, that he was oh, still a worthy rapper. And I think that's kind of, you know, people were still making the argument. And I, and I would listen to those arguments where I was like, well, Drake is still a whoop, 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 whoop. He still had some great bars. And you could and you could have, you know, people were still kind of like, well, he doesn't really write his own raps, yada, yada, yada. And that was a, that was a, a mark against him. But he would have, you could have at least made some kind of argument about him getting somewhere close to the Pantheon. But now it's just rap. Like, now he's just, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a dope artist. But it, yeah. I, I don't think anybody considers him a real rapper now at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I never really considered him a real rapper. Like, I always called, I thought of him as kind of a pop rapper. Um, and, and I think, like, that was kind of my defense. You know, old heads were always like, man, fuck it. Like, oh, number one, old heads are, like, so happy right now. Yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> We've won one. There's dudes out there, like, lacing up their Tims. <laughs> Cat, you know, Cat's texting me like, "Yo, I told you about Drake. Yes, I was I out told there. You. I told I was, you. you. What your youngins know about? <laughs> I told you. I was out here. <laughs> Y'all listen to the real, real hip hop. I've got my Grave Diggers tape here." <laughs> You know, you all, you all listen to the real stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, old heads are having the time of their lives right now. <laughs> the Stas effects, they put you on to some real stuff. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I never, but I never, you know, thought of him as like somebody who's, who's even like, I wouldn't put even Drake and Pusha T in the same like arena in terms of like, you know, Pusha T is more, I wouldn't even call Pusha T like old school hip hop. He, like, he, he has that, he's proto trap in a lot of ways with, with his persona. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, Drake, I never thought of Drake as somebody who's like super authentic, super down, super whatever. Like he's just a great curator, you know, and I, th- I still think he's a great curator. Like, like he hasn't done any, you know, I mean, I guess he has a, a kid that's out of wedlock. <laughs> Or, you know, I guess whatever. <laughs> but it's like, you know, like like I, I still would listen to a Drake track in the club. You know, like Yeah, you know? of course. You yeah. Know? No, you, no. you wouldn't I would I would bump the Drake crack Drake lives in the club. Come like, on, man. With my woes. Like you know start for the goes. for the bottom, like still knocks. Yeah. You know? But uh but yeah, he's, he's yeah, yeah, I, I, he's not in the pantheon of, of, of hip hop. Uh, to me personally, but, uh, I, I felt like he could have. I felt like he's a good MC. I felt like I, the problem with him is I felt like he zigged when he zagged. I felt like there was a point where you know Drake was getting put on, and he's there with like you know Young Money and Lil Wayne's the greatest rapper out there. It's like you know Carter Three and shit, and then where he could have kind of followed followed the Carter mixtapes, he went straight to Carter Three Lollipop. You know what I'm saying? Like he was at a crossroads. Yeah, I think he. I do think it, and I think in him is a great rapper. I think in him is a rapper that could compete with some of the best rappers out there. Yeah. I think that he hasn't used those talents. I think to a certain extent they've 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 you know, they've ossified to a certain extent because he's somebody where where, you know, he's still even for his pop rap is kind of the same topical stuff. Like if I'm upset, 
Like that was very much like, yeah. And that was supposedly a real song from the album. So it was just like, whoa, like you're not yeah. even doing the pop stuff the way you were doing crazy enough. Yeah. So it's something where he's kind of slowing down. And I, I think there was a chance. And it's kind of unfortunate. I mean, like I wish I had the career because trust me, you know, I'll, I'll, I could drown out not being the world's greatest rapper <laughs> with all those <laughs> $500 bills. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's how you land meme, you know what I'm saying? And 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 it's and, it, and the thing is, he's still somebody where he still gets love. Like at the end of the day, I don't think anybody, you know, I know at uh, Governor's Ball there was a chant where Pusha T came on and were saying "fuck Drake." Yeah. And you know, it's a festival. There's a kind of amped up vibe, very yeah. you know, so and so. But like to your point about the club, is I still we there's still Drake, there's still a place of Drake in our hearts as far as hip hop fans. Yeah. It's just not as like you know real MC. No, I feel yeah. I feel. Uh, all right, so let's let's move on to some some music. Uh, so another MC that dropped some music this past week, Black Thought. Ooh, Black Thought. Uh, His rapidy raps uh, again. Old heads <laughs> going they were, crazy. They were, they were living this week. <laughs> <laughs> old hip hop is in the building. One hundred twenty percent. Um, He's rocking your lugs, <laughs> fuck master flex chance. It's great. And my sixteen-year-old friend's like, "Who is it? A black black thought? <laughs> what?" Uh, I kid, I kid. She, I, I'm sure she's listening. To, but, um, so he dropped this like what five or six song EP, um, and I think it maybe because he he dropped that really amazing um freestyle on Sway in the morning he was kind of like embodied to get back into the the you know into the booth and actually like drop an ep um uh, and it's black thought you know it's kind of vintage black thought you know um like he he pretty much raps from a stream of consciousness you know he just kind of like goes like he just picks something and just like goes on and on and on and i feel like that's what this this, this was uh, as, as a project um but i'm not mad i'm not mad i i feel like you know the roots and and black thought like you know have been kind of missing from the conversation um you know now they have a they have a day job yeah so. <laughs> and, and it's and it's and it's a good one too and, and I, I think with with black thought is i think he was always like your the, the, your, your mc's favorite mc and I think he's somebody where he was always at rapping at an extremely high level. Yeah. Almost too high at times. Yeah. Because, you know, it's something where I, I think of the musicality of Roots and like he was singing a little bit and everything else. I think he was able to kind of show, showcase that more of the Roots. And it was kind of a good venue for him to do that over the past, wow, decades. Yeah. Um, as far as Black Thought, the MC, he was always a beast in the mic, a, like a classic battle ass, oh, yeah. you know, hardened, you know, I just mean, dead microphones all in the bedroom, you know what I'm saying? Mass, you know, mass peel magazines in the wall, <laughs> juxtapose stuff like that. But the thing is, what I like about it, he's spitting crazy shit. Oh yeah, and, and I love it. Like he had one bar where I heard Murder Man as fast as Desert Land since back when Burning Man was blacks in Birmingham before the presidential election divergence scam. Matter of fact, before they clapped Franz Ferdinand. Come on, no, come no, on. It's, it's like that shit's crazy. That shit's <laughs> that shit's mind. That shit's it's, psychedelic, trippy as shit. It's mind bending. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's truly mind bending. And that's the thing about him was I think with Black Thought was kind of not perplexing, but he never really got the pass that he should have gotten for being a great MC back when we were praising great MCs. Yeah. And I think it's because he does it effortlessly. Yeah. Like a lot of MCs are very showy. He just kind of goes in there and just kills. Yeah. Like there's no like, oh, extra amp. He's not the crazy inflection and double time voices. It's just like, nah, the bar is coming at you, which goes back to the Funk Match Flex freestyle. Whereas it's him just, no, he's not amped up. He just, he shows up there, he's interviewing and in that same interview tone, he destroys the mic yeah. and then, and then he starts interviewing again. Like yeah. no, no pause. Yeah. Like as if it was just a regular conversation. And so I think that's why he kind of slept on. So it's kind of cool to kind of see him start like rapping. Like I hope he has more of these products. I would love, yeah. you know, particularly in a kind of t- era now where, you know, tracks come out of the sky and people collaborating. I would love to see him have like a, like a second kind of career where he just comes out there for like fun, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, static selector, here's some beats, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and, stuff like that. Yeah. And the most interesting thing I read, like the pitchfork review. And I think like now I've, I've, I've I would probably agree. Like, you know, when you had collaborators, although like Rhapsody, like 
is a dope MC, like I, it kind of like I would rather have more Black Thought. Yeah, yeah, because there's, there's nobody you you have to you have to choose this very specific type of MC, and I think it's more like this. I think if they had if he was in a Rhapsody song where like she's doing her stuff. And he kind of shows up and plays around with her cadence, kind of, yeah. perhaps. But they kind of entered the ring of Black Thought, both. So it's kind of rough because he's yeah. kind of, like yeah. I said, he does a very, like, like, yeah. like, I am rapping my ass off, but while I'm doing it, I'm drinking a martini and, like, you know, exactly. and exactly. doing my taxes. Like, this is very, so it's hard for a guest rapper to kind of come up there because even if you think you're, like, even if you're killing it, just because he makes it sound so effortless, you kind of get outshined and it sounds yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, the collaborations were, were like, I, I feel like the only, you know, down part of this album was just, you know, there's I, there's a very few rappers that can, like, hang with Black Thought. And I think, I, I don't even know of a rapper that could. If, if Black Thought is on his, like, on his stream. Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's Terminator, man. It's you just know? fucking, he's just there, like, <laughs> And I feel like he had to kind of slow himself down to maybe catch up with some of these other cats. Yeah, no, agreed. So uh, yeah, yeah, I agree one hundred percent. It's it's and I, and I think it's something, and and that's why I think it's it's. I'm hoping that he just gets more. Well, what I would love is for him to have like a, like a career almost like MF Doom, where he just kind of gets more in his black thoughtness, where it's just. Yeah. Things catered towards him, and it comes out with products here and there, and it's just like, like I, I think even even by him having guests, which is a good lookout, but I don't think it's we weren't looking for guests. We just want Blackfoot killing no. killing beats. That's all. No, and yeah. I think you know, and I, the Pitchfork article said this too. It's like it's okay to have guests if you're just like ten songs, yeah. but there's only five songs, so like you have like you know you have to make this thing like super concise. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you only have five songs, you know, to really kind of prove like your your concept. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh. Shout out to the 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 five song, seven song like. Oh yeah, everybody's project. nobody. Everybody's <laughs> going against. You got Migos and Rich 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 coming out of five thousand songs of pop. Everybody's just like, even Cardi B was ten songs, wasn't it? It was ten songs. Yeah, everybody's yeah, everybody's songs. like, nah, man, we're going away. We're, all you get is forty minutes of music, and that's it. Like, I <laughs> I I am very impressed. Yeah, I'm very, like it went it went in the other direction and, real and, quick. And Lord, we needed it. God damn it, it was killing me. Oh my me. goodness, oh, <laughs> so much filler tracks out there. So I want to have filler. I want to have filler track mixtapes from now on. Just all the songs that should have been on albums. Just make boring ass music mixtapes. <laughs> you played on elevators. <laughs> uh, uh, Migos is gonna do that. Oh, absolutely. Migos will have a bunch, and uh. they're gonna cake up. Uh, what you li- what you listen to? Um, there's one I kind of mentioned earlier in the week. Uh, so my sister, shouts to DJ Tara, put me on to uh, Tierra Whack. Yeah, and I saw her kind of put it on her Twitter, and it was um a. a like, you know, it's Twitter. So you see like a little microscopic box. Yeah. Which is probably going to cause my vision to go fucking blurry because it's so microscopic. <laughs> and it looked a little psychedelic. So I was like, oh, this looks like a dope little project. And I clicked yeah. on it. And then it's basically on Instagram is these like, um, I can't remember if it's 16 big, like little small one minute clips. Yeah. Of like, uh, like, like very micro movie kind of like in like a little set room and different things happening to this song. So everything's one minute long and it's, it's, it's almost like a mini rap video. So I'm like, oh God, this is pretty fucking dope just visually and just, just as a visual medium. Yeah. Fantastic. So then I was like, oh shit, this is from her new album. Let me check out her new album. <laughs> and unfortunately, <laughs> those one minute songs are literally the one minute songs on the album. And the thing is, don't get me wrong, it's dope. Like, definitely go out there, check it. It's fantastic. I think it's called Tierra's World or My World. Let me go look it up now. But the thing is, it's the music is dope. The videos are dope. It's one of those few things going back to our point where, you know, how everybody's albums are very short and quick and to the point. Yeah. This one's a little bit too to the point, enough where some of the songs sound a little bit like, literally like, here's a taste. Yeah. If you want the full song, you're going to have to give me some money. Yeah, but this is her real release, and you kind of have to applaud the artistry behind it. Whereas, like, all right, cool, you know, as a statement, I'm making these one minute songs, you know, cause, and then and then I'm putting it out as is, which is dope. But a lot of the songs, and you feel it, like, cause like there'll be a part where the beat will build, and you get one extra, like, like the beat's about to build, yeah. and then that's it, the song's yeah. over. So I, 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 for some reason, I have a secret suspicion. There's like a lot of, there's like, like lots of dope tracks out there that we're not hitting. <laughs> she's hoarding for herself. 
yeah. to come out for like an edition or something, I hope. But yeah. But it, it it was a masterwork. And the thing is with her as an artist, she's somebody where she was she made her fucking like she honed her sword, like she was a battle rapper. Like now with Meek Mill and stuff from Philly. She's from Philly. Yeah. So she knows her bars left and right. And the thing is her, she had a song called, I think it was Mushmouth or Mumblemouth last year, which is kind of very trap rappery. Mm. And, and and apparently the story is that she it was reference track and she kinda of did. Yeah. Went to the dentist, came back and was like, fuck it, this is oh, good yeah, enough. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's somebody where I think going back to the old head versus new head, where she's somebody from both sides, where she's like, All right, I I can rapidly rap, I have my bars, but at the same time I understand the musicality of what's happening with the rap cadences in 2018. Yeah. And I think on this record particularly, she does both. Where it's like there's some there's some dope bars here at the same time, there's some dope musicality, like beat writing. Yeah. So it's something where like she's definitely somebody like where like it's gonna be she, she's young, she's she's hungry. So I I, I I it's something it's 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 a taste. Yeah. And it's something where I kind of want a little more. So I'm hoping that maybe by the end of this year or something, like something pops up because like she's definitely somebody going to come up and I think a very, very dope new artist. Yeah, yeah. So I, I have to say, and I was telling you earlier, it's like when I, you know, I saw the videos, which I'll talk about um, a little bit later, but I, I downloaded the, like the uh, EP and I'm just like, yeah, I'm ready for this. And like every song was a minute, and I thought they were like preview tracks or something. Yo, dude, just exactly. Because that was back, remember, back, back in the early internet era, you, you, you 16 year olds, when it was early MP3, Amazon used to, have, used to have the albums of 40s to come out. Yeah. So used to be able to listen to like like little snippets. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally that. Yeah. 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 yeah I thought it was like a 45 second preview or something. And I was like, oh man, I got to buy this on iTunes now. Uh, but, you know, I do have to say, like, I'm not, I'm, le- I'm less excited about her as. A musical artist and more excited about her as a visual artist. Ooh, interesting. Uh, because the videos that she dropped, so I guess like they're, they're what, 10 one minute videos or 10, 15 one minute videos. I thought they were fucking incredible. I thought they were very like David Lynchian, almost like Tim Burton ish like type of videos. Very surreal, very kind of like out there. Very well produced. Like, it doesn't seem like it's something that, you know, it seems like people put money into these videos. Like it's uh, some dude in the dorm room, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I thought, like, the concepts were kind of interesting. Like, one of the videos, like, actually one of the tracks where she uh, got, you know, her teeth, like, worked on and she rapped over it. Like, the, the concept of the video was there's, like, a, you know, insane asylum or something like that, and they give you, like, this, like, pearly smile, but, like, all you can do is smile, but you're crazy, you're still crazy, and you walk down the street, and, like, everybody's crazy, but you're smiling at the same time. Yeah. And it's, like, this weird, like, you know, thing that just made me think about, <laughs> you know, like, I don't even know if she wanted me to think about, like, social media and how we're, we're supposed to smile all the time like and, levels. And, you know and like be like out there and like be cordial but we're like hurting inside we're crazy inside you know like like that that's what made me think about um and that was like a minute video so i thought i i think that you know i don't know if if she's writing the, the treatments and doing the, the concepts and directions and like that but um it even that one minute i think will work like i would love to see that as like you know, some type of like short film or, you know, like some type of like even like full length movie or TV show. Like, I think there's something there uh, in, in the concepts that she's trying to do with, this, with these videos that I've not seen before in, in hip hop. Um, you know, I, I, and I think that's the most exciting thing about this artist. Like, I, I, I think it'd be kind of interesting. Like, look, we need a black David Lynch. Why the fuck not? <laughs> we need a black Tim Burton. <laughs> I was gonna make yeah. something. Maybe it's almost like post Atlanta. Like this is this is where I get my my literary. Maybe it's this post Atlanta art, post Donald Glover art. How will the black poly polymath deal with the future now? Oh, yeah. That, uh, the, 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 the think piece is dropping the on Monday. Think piece is dropping on Monday. <laughs> no, but I think it's but I think it's cool in general the fact of where she's able to play those mediums and push things forward and push the culture forward and play with different things. I think it's and I, I think it's and we, we've seen it where it's not just the regular regular schmegler across the board. Everybody's playing with different ideas, different things. And and I and and I think that and not to say like because music videos I think 
back in the days had a way of kind of always being weird that yeah. suddenly kind of when we went to kind of the hip hop era became very, very literal. Yeah. And I think it's kind of cool that we're kind of going back to that fun, missy side of stuff. Basically. Yeah. 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 yeah definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm excited to kind of see, um, where she goes. Um, and I wouldn't be mad if she says, fuck, music Ooh. i'm just gonna like her just dope man you know, music's dope. Ooh. i know the music's dope but like you know i i, I think like everybody's getting a tv show now like that's where the money's at make money <laughs> <laughs> get that paper <laughs> uh so uh we should ra- we should wrap it up we yeah should wrap it up uh i do want to say that georgia smith dropped an album um, which I the thing is I kind of all right I'm a quick one quick quick quick, quick quick freebie quick hitter it's Georgia Smith is dope and I realized why I think in the era of where everybody's kind of and it goes back to is it my boo that song is popping up now my boo right that new there's a there's a track out there that's kind of hitting but uh, by another UK UK artist oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, the LMI I, right yeah yeah and, and the thing is is this and the quick summary. I love my weekends. I love my Frank Oceans. I love all the trippy shit happening in R&B. But sometimes you just need a, a straight R&B song, period. Yeah. Like like yeah. something that's about love or heartbreak that goes at a certain BPM that you could maybe slow dance to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. make out to. And I think Georgia Smith captures it perfectly. Um, for, for a minute, I was kind of, um, I'll be honest with you, I thought she was a plant. Because that'd be funny. She she fits a very specific aesthetic. No, I feel you. Like enough where I, when I went to, I was online today, and then like I see advertisements, and there's a little Spotify sponsored, and she's up there because she's you know she's she fits a very yeah you know very pretty, very light skinned you know yeah somebody who could probably possibly be a model if she wanted to be a, be an actress, and she's an R and B person also. We've seen how many you know, and 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 it's, and and it's, it goes to like how many pretty white boy brands have we seen that sucked. Yeah. How many, you know, certain, it just, it just kind of, she fit a certain visual aesthetic, which I was like, uh. Yeah. But actually listen to the album, it's, it's solid. It's, it's, it's good to great. And the yeah. thing is, I, what I think about it is the fact of where it's kind of like, we kind of miss that just regular R&B. And I think I'm happy it's there. I'm happy it's there for the summer. Yeah. yeah. My, my quick take is, again, I was hanging out with my 16 year old friend <laughs> this past weekend, but I asked her like, what do you listen to? And she's like probably the fifth or sixth person that's under 20 who said 90s R&B. Which is still weird to me. We had to start talking about John B. Wow. And I'm just like, you weren't even around. Wow. Um, so I'm not surprised. You know, I listened to the album and yeah, it's very old school. It's very 90s kind of Maya. <laughs> another light skinned. <laughs> yeah. You know, girl, you know, but it's, it's just, it's, it's very kind of like, um, narrow in its focus, and not not. I don't say that as a, as a diss, you know. But it, it, I, I understand where it's coming from. Like, yeah. I understand like there's this, this craving now, and you, like LMI, and, like there's this is craving. Like all these kids are listening to the '90s R&B for some reason, and now there's this is craving to kind of go back, you know, from this weekend ish, you know, six lack and like all those cats like R&B, something that's a little bit more, uh, you know, just. I wouldn't say wholesome. That's not the right word, but it's just a little bit more grounded. I think it's pure too. I yeah, think a little that bit I, more pure. Yeah, yeah, I think the idea is where it's, you know, and I love it. There was there's been a cross hybridization between hip hop and R&B for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. Or even with a lot of those weekend tracks, even though they're very atmospheric, like half those weekend traps, if you just kind of split it up, you could just put a trap rapper on it, be perfectly fine. There's always been a kind of a mix. And I think what's kind of cool about these R&B tracks is they're really R&B. They're really R&B. Like, even if you're a rapper, you just can't come in there and say, oh, I'm just going to use my same trap bars. Yeah. You're going to have to switch, switch your whole cadence. You're going to switch it up. And I think it's kind of cool where R&B, it seems to kind of slowly kind of etching out its own space. Yeah. You know, away from this hip hop. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, I'm obviously we're both huge hip hop fans. I think it's good also because I think it's something where it lets them thrive. And I think it keeps the hip hop guys on the game where, you know, to a certain extent, there was a funny article years, not years ago, what I'm saying, I think it was a year ago. Where a lot of it we had, like it was, I think it was Rolling Stone, like Tank, and certain singers were complaining about how that is tough for them because R&B was so hip hopized yeah. that you've got a lot of rappers kind of coming into their lane, you know, kind of you know doing these auto tune hooks or getting somebody, you know, and it kind of like you know, or maybe getting their their singer friend to kind of come in and have a song that's like thirty percent R&B. 
seventy percent rap, and now it's you know getting played yeah. in the R and B slot. Yeah. So it's kind of cool for for R and B to kind of reclaim that space. A because I'm a fan. Yeah. And B because I think it'll kind of let the hip hop guys kind of keep focusing on what they do best. Yeah. As opposed to kind of spreading out, you know, across whole genres. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, Georgia Smith, pick it up. Holler. Holler. Yeah. All right, people. All right, people. This is. <laughs> This is the end of the good music hour. <laughs> this is your friend. I, 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 need to, I need to get my universal music people to pay us. <laughs> Give me all this free promo. <laughs> this is your friend. <laughs> That'd be awesome, though. I want to come out there. With like the, I want, yo, I want, I, want, I want Jesus gear. I want to have the Wisconsin shit. You know what I'm saying? Come out Wisconsin. there. Mountain ranges in my chest. Is, is that where the the uh, the Nas album was going to drop? Oh, I want to. I don't know. I'm optimistic as heck, but it's also scary. We've heard nothing. So watch it be like country Nas and shit. Come out there. It's going to be all like Dixie Chick covers and shit. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, people. Until next time. Peace. Peace.